0: On the banks of the Great River, high above the Allure Gorge, this is the Buzzer Podcast. Indie music, new releases, industry insiders, out-of-the-box conversations with guests from the true north, from the west coast to the east coast, to across the pond, and from down under. And now, here is Shay. Hey, y'all! I am Shay. This is the Buzzer Podcast. Welcome and enjoy episode 68. Nashville artist Sarah Martin is our guest today. Sarah is making a lot of noise with her music. Incredible artist, great attitude, amazing vocals. You need to hear this artist. Down to earth country. Enjoy the show. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing?
1: Good. Say, how are you doing today?
0: Good. Good. Always good in the summertime, isn't it?
1: I know, I know. The weather's nice. Get to do some hiking, camping.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you camp?
1: I do. Well, I've just started to camp now that I'm going on my road trip. I've been prepping.
0: Yeah, your road trip starts next week, right?
1: Yep, on Monday. I'm very excited.
0: And that's those days tour, right? To promote your release?
1: I will be going around and playing some shows to promote those days and also be volunteering with an organization called the national angels um yeah yeah, so i'll be i'll be doing that as well they're based out of austin but they have chapters all over the united states
0: and national angels is an organization to support children in the foster system
1: yes so they um help foster children with donations and mentorship
0: is there a personal reason why you support that
1: um, i just think it's it's a good thing to do i think it's important work that they're doing um i've always been uh i've always been pro-choice and i feel like by you know i just i feel like there are a lot of kids out there that need love need support and I want to be one of those people to give it to them
0: yeah, that's good. No, i good nice i saw that on your website and i thought it was great that you supported it but i wasn't sure if you were in the foster system when yourself
1: no thankfully i i was not in the foster system um but they they you know they bring a good message and they and they help a lot of a lot of children a lot of kids so i just want to be able to to do my part in that
0: yeah it's a great organization yeah i'm gonna ask you a bit of trivia okay what city is called the birthplace of country music national tennessee is Bristol, Tennessee. <laughs> Bristol, Tennessee. And uh, do you know why it's called the birthplace of country music? Um, I I don't. I should know this because I watched the Ken Burns documentary. I didn't know it's either had to Google it. <laughs> uh, the U.S. Congress gave Bristol, Tennessee the official title of the birthplace of country music. So it was a political thing even back then. Oh, OK. <laughs> uh, pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. I love your music. Uh, We're going to delve into it right now. Um, I noticed in 2018, you put out a gospel song, I Talk to God. And you have uh, (laughs) two albums, right? Maddie Boots, which was eight tracks. And your debut CD was a self-entitled, All Acoustic. It appears by the tide. I didn't have a, a chance to listen to all of it, but some of it seemed gospel. Do you consider your roots gospel?
1: Um, no, I'm I, not really. Honestly, I just started um, writing some gospel songs within the last couple of years. Okay. Uh, yes, I, I grew up on '90s country music, but the gospel
0: is newer. <laughs> okay. So, what what was your uh, background?
1: Um, I mean, I, I grew up raised Catholic. Um, I even taught CCD for a couple years and stuff. But then, you know, you, you go away to college and mm-hmm. religion kind of and God kind of goes in the in the background. And then you realize at a certain age that like you need God in your life, you know. Um, so I think that's when when I started to get back to it in my in my adulthood, just recognizing that, you know, God's God's a good person to have in your life. Um, So I started doing a live on Facebook a long time ago, and we just kind of developed the Sunday gospel. Um, I really got closer with God in maybe the last year and a half of my life in a time where I just really needed Him. And um, it just made me want to be able to like pass along that comfort to other people and that faith to other people. Uh, I feel like sometimes I'm not as religious as I am spiritual, but I do believe in God, and I feel like God has a plan. And
0: one hundred percent.
1: So, so I wanted to share that with other people.
0: Yeah, well, there's a whole lot of difference between religion and Christianity, in my yeah. mind. Yeah. In my mind, no, I, I, I commend you for it, I commend you for it, and you're very active on Facebook. I actually follow you, and it's almost. It is daily, isn't it? Where you, you come on and you do a few yeah. songs and like, yeah, how, how do you keep up?
1: Um, you know, for a really long time, I, I've always had these great supporters. Um, and for, for a long time, you know, I'd, I'd be able to catch up with them and then I wouldn't go live on my Facebook for a while. So I just didn't have an opportunity to talk with them. And then um, last year, I just decided one day that I was I was going to make the commitment to go on once a day. And it's been great because I've been able to, you know, talk to people I wouldn't normally be able to talk to um, every morning, you know, people that are states away, people that are on the other side of the world. So it's just really cool to have that opportunity to connect with people every morning.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. But it takes a lot of effort. I give you, <laughs> I give you kudos for it because... I, I, as you know, I cover a lot of artists. I could say not one has your tenacity on Facebook. Uh, I have
1: fun Facebook. with it. I have fun with it now. At, yeah. at first, it was a little rough starting off because you just feel like you're talking to a camera. But now, I yeah. genuinely feel like I'm having a conversation with everybody on there. So now it's it's not it's not work anymore. It's fun.
0: Did the idea come to you because of COVID, or it's just something that happened?
1: I actually started doing the live at lunches um, about a month before COVID even started.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah, I just knew it was something that I, that I wanted to do. I wanted to have more of a presence on Facebook because I had really good people following me on there, and I feel like they didn't really get to see much of me. So it was yeah. just a really great way for us to um, connect and really establish some deep-rooted relationships.
0: Yeah, and your fan base... Reaches farther than just your local in the United States, does it not?
1: Yeah, um, I've got some people in Scotland, some people um, in Great Britain. Um, Yeah, it's got some people in Ireland. I think we had somebody from South Africa on there the other day, which was really cool. Um, So, yeah, it's just people pop in and say hello. And then we have the kind of community that we just say hi to everybody that's new. And so they come back. It's really great.
0: That's mm-hmm. great. And you did a move and also an album to detail that move, Muddy Boots, from Massachusetts to Nashville, did you not?
1: Yes. Yeah. So back in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, I made the move from Massachusetts to Nashville. Uh, I visited Nashville once and just fell in love with it because there's just music playing all the time. You know, I actually, we have a very good um, music scene here in the South Shore um, in Massachusetts where I'm originally from, but the problem, a lot of us are playing at the same time, so we don't really get to go and listen to each other, and one of my favorite things to do is to listen to live music, listen to people who aren't me singing, so Nashville just really struck a chord with me, and I knew that I had to move there, so yeah, Muddy Boots is is the story of uh, my life after moving to Nashville.
0: That's awesome! That's awesome. Do you record any music in the legendary studio A? Eh? No,
1: nope. I have not, uh, not recorded it over there yet.
0: Is it on your bucket list?
1: My bucket list is to play the Ryman. Oh, really? Yes, I I would love to play the Grand old Opry, but I would really, really love to play the Ryman. And why? Um, I feel like the Ryman is is where it all started. I feel like the acoustics in there are ridiculous, and I would just love to sing a song in the Ryman.
0: So tell us a bit about your creative process. How do you come about your music? Do you have a certain creative style that you follow, or is it all over the map? Or
1: it's more it's more country. Uh, those days was definitely country rock, and there's some country gospel. It's all based in country, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of this stuff is just, um, true stories about my life that, that I want to share with people because I feel that, um, you know, the more people are able to be vulnerable and share their stories, other people will know that they're not alone in the feelings that they have. And I just think that in, in a sense will, can bring the, the world a little bit closer together in our understanding for one another when, uh, the world
0: is, you know, could use that. Do you start with the lyrics?
1: Um, usually, I would say 90% of the time I start with the lyrics and come up with chords afterwards. There's been a few occasions um, where I've come up with with the chords. Um, I can't even tell you off the top of my head which songs those were, but it was it, it's few and far between that I come up with the chords first. But normally when I write a song, it's in my heart and it just comes out of me within five or ten minutes. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's pretty cool. So how did you start in music?
1: So I joined my first band in seventh grade after doing a talent show. Um, One of my friends was already in this band. They were auditioning a singer, so I auditioned. I got in the band, and then um, it was a band until it was a duet when we went into high school, and then in college we were still doing some duet stuff. Um, But I realized that we were going, you know, different directions. So I either needed to learn how to play guitar or I was going to have to depend on someone else to do what I love for the rest of my life. So I learned guitar and then I started doing shows by myself.
0: Have you been solo from then on?
1: I've been solo ever since.
0: Wow. Yeah. You have a very strong vocal. Thank you. Very strong. Incredibly talented. Um, the first spin to th- today is going to be Those Days, uh, which you've had a ton of attention yes. for that song. A ton. Like so you're exciting. tearing up the charts, son. Huh? This is so amazing. <laughs> What's the story behind
1: that? So Those Days, um, um about a year and a half ago, um, I decided uh, my ex and I decided to to end things we were engaged and uh, we went our separate ways and so it was just a really really hard time in my life. Um, and we all have those days where we just wake up and we're already in a crappy mood we already feel like we're defeated from the beginning that we wake up and um, I was, Doing a song evaluation for this artist development program that I was with last year. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it, I just was just telling myself, I'm like, it's just one of those days. And and it was just like lightning in a bottle and it all hit me at once. And I just shut off the eval and started writing the song.
0: Uh, it's that the development program where you won first place with Kellogg's.
1: No, uh, no, no, no. So um, it's a uh, Nashville artist development U- university. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Corey Brinson and Jason Wyatt run it out of Nashville. It was a, it's a great program to be a part of um, really helped just like boost my confidence in the music industry last year. So, um, so yeah, but they do, they do song out evaluations, um once a month.
0: Oh, okay. I hadn't heard of that program.
1: Yes, it's really good. It's really good.
0: Can you tell us about your experience with the uh, songwriter contest where you won first place uh, for uh, Kellogg's Pringles?
1: Yes. So um, back in, I don't even know what year it was now, 2016, 2017, sometime around there, um, I used to play at this place called The Row in Nashville. It's in Midtown.
2: Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, Kellogg's was coming in to do a songwriting, uh, competition. They wanted a song for their, um, hot chicken Pringles. It was a limited time flavor that was only going to be sold, sold at the dollar general. So they wanted songwriters to write a jingle for it. So they held a contest at the row and I went and I, and I won first prize with my, with my jingle
0: great injection of cash into your music business yeah it was it was great it was great we're gonna spend those days right now all right
2: there are days that life don't seem fair you're down inside, feeling like nobody cares You take one more step, you're beat down, dog tired And you're trying your best, thinking life's a test But you're always walking the wire There are days, there are days When the light is bright but the sun ain't shining your This world seems cold And a young soul and hopeful heart Feels tired and old Cause every now and then I look at my left hand It rocked a diamond wall But the shine wore off And it never got the wedding band There are days There are days The light is bright but the sun ain't shining your way There are days, there are days When it hurts to lose, it's up to you to push on through to Scream if you need to Break glass And wash your shadow Cry Truth come what may There'll be days There'll be days When it hurts to lose It's always up to you To push on through. Will come a day you'll look back in the looking glass and see you're still okay.
0: So, what developed your interest in music? Did you start early? Or was it something that you always were drawn to, or?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always loved to sing um, from like a really early age. You know, me and my sister would. Be in the living room singing Disney songs and everything. Um, my brother, actually, growing up, he was always like the lead in the musicals and school and everything. So he was super musical. Um, <laughs> so I kind of followed in his footsteps in that. But I've always loved to sing. Um, and like I said, thankfully, in seventh grade, I did a talent show, which led to me for me to audition for that band. And my <laughs> life has been better for it ever since.
0: And you've always worked full time in music.
1: So I started working full time in two thousand and thirteen. Um, I had a job right out of college, and I was working at a maintenance department um, at a place I had actually I had interned for college, and I and I went back and held a position at the maintenance department, um, and it was it was good, but um, I didn't really have thick skin back then. And a lot of the times on the phone, it was it was residents that had something wrong with their apartment. So you would, you know, constantly be getting yelled at or or people would just be disappointed in you. And I just couldn't handle it. So I just figured I was going to give music a full time, uh, you know, doing music full time a shot. I gave myself three months to figure it out. And uh, in three months, I, I had shows and I was making just as much money as my as my old job.
0: That's a great story. Great story. Yeah. And you have a tour starting in a couple days and you're back at it.
1: Yep. Very, very excited. Things are starting to to get back to normal. Hopefully they won't reverse the opposite direction. We'll see what
0: happens. I looked at the tour map. It appears to be all over the United States.
1: Yeah. Um, the only places I'm really not going are the places that are kind of bordering Tennessee, because I figure I can hit those up another time. Um, okay. But- <laughs> Yeah, I'll be. Well, you know, I want to get out west and really explore that. I've never I've been out west once. Um, I drove my best friend from high school to California after college so she could start her job in Bakersfield, California. So I've gone like south um, to the west coast, but I've never gone north. So I'm really excited to explore the north, go to Montana and just go to some national parks. So it's going to be I'm very, very excited.
0: Do you travel with a, a group? Nope, it's just me. It's just uh, me. A girl and a guitar in a car? That's, that's
1: right. That's right. That is so cool. <laughs> that's
0: so cool. I yeah, actually so love that. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, well the next the next song that we're going to talk about is heartbreak song. Um I love it. Thank I you. love it, girl. I wish I had it. When I was single on Valentine's Day, it's incredible. <laughs>
2: everyone
0: that's needs real. the heartbreak. It's incredible. It's really upbeat. It's a fu song almost. Yep. It's it, I love it. I love it's it. for
1: everyone, you know. Somebody that's the whole point of the song is you know you you can scream you at somebody else, but somebody
0: else is doing it right back to you. Hmm. Yeah. Did you write it around Valentine's Day or? About somebody? Uh, Is it about somebody? I don't,
1: I don't think I wrote it around Valentine's Day initially. So um it's kind of ironic. So I actually wrote this song um basically for, for an ex. So when when I moved to Nashville okay. originally, um when I moved to Nashville originally, I had ended a relationship, a four year relationship with a really great guy. Um, but once I had started going music full time, it just kind of started drifting us apart. And it was a it was a hard decision to make to break things off. So it was kind of and I felt guilty about it. So when I wrote Heartbreak Song, it was kind of I wrote it, you know, for my ex to sing it me as weird as it sounds. No, it doesn't. I, you know what I mean? I just not, I want If you felt guilty. This. I just I wanted to write a song that anybody that wasn't in the best place with love would just like be able to feel better for a second, to be able to feel like they could just get it off their chest and and have a little fun with it.
0: Yeah. Well, you definitely were successful.
1: Thank you. I love I,
0: that. Song. I love that. I, I love it. it. We're gonna hear heartbreak song right now.
2: Love's got your day you wrong And it seems like love's the only subject on the radio Each time you turn it on Let's switch up the stations Let's switch up the tracks To a song that won't make you cry You pass out, you can enjoy and relax let this be your heartbreak song. I screw you to those who done you wrong. Crank it up, roll your windows down. Stop your feet to the sand. Grab a beer and then raise a glass. Those who've done you wrong can kiss your ass while you're singing it to someone you know for a well, It's probably true. Someone's singing this song to you. Things may not always go as planned. Mr. Right turns out he's the wrong man. Your fairy tale may not have ended like you pictured. The love of your life ran off with of some guy named Richard. If Mrs. Right left you high dry blue, one in all, there's a song for you. Let this be your heartbreak song. i screw you to those who've done your wrong. Crank it up, roll your windows down. feet the Grab a beer and then raise a glass. Those that done your wrong can kiss your ass while you're singing it to someone you know for well, it's probably true. Someone singing this song. Let's sing the chorus at the top of our lungs It's a heartbreak song and it's meant to be found Let this be your heartbreak song I screw you to those who've done your wrong. Crank it up, roll your windows down Stomp your feet to the south Grab a beer and then raise your glass Those that done your wrong can kiss your ass While you're singing it to someone you know for well it's probably true. Someone singing this song to you. You know for well it's probably true. Someone singing this song to you.
0: So when you're on the tour, oh, by the way, I love that song. I think I told you that, but um, it's really, it, it really, really gets you uh, up and dancing. I'd love to see it live. Yes, it's I always fun. People live. That, yeah, yeah. I'm a real big line dancer. Okay. And I could see, you. I, honestly, you should develop a line dance to this. It'd be amazing.
1: Well, maybe you can help me develop a line dance. I'm not much of a line dancer myself, but
0: you fun fact, I actually paid for it and took line dancing lessons. Did you? Yeah, me and a girlfriend. I've done line dancing
1: in the past. I'm just not, I don't catch on super quick. So it takes me a while. Like by the end of the song, yeah. I've got it and then it's over and on to the next. Well, it, it,
0: it actually came, it actually paid off because I was at a family wedding years after and all, and they were of uh, my niece and um, all her friends are country music fans and they put on a song. I was the only adult there that could keep up to the kids because I knew all the I knew all the tunes. It was really cool.
2: Break no, it out, really watch cool. it.
0: Yeah. So w- when you're on this t- tour, mm-hmm. do you expect to be part of a local music scene? Like are you looking for venues to book at as you go?
1: Yeah, I mean, I so I don't have all of my shows planned out yet. Um, I'm kind of going like week by week at this point and then trying to plan some things beyond that. Um, I am going to be going to Austin, which I'm really really excited about because I've never been to Austin, Texas. Um, and I'm definitely very excited to get into the local music scene there and just kind of see what it's all about.
0: Yeah, it'd be, it'd be incredible! incredible. Yeah. Do you network with a lot of your peers in in the business?
1: Um, I do. I have I have friends that I've gotten um, quite close to. Um, sometimes I I still get weird about using the word networking. Um Why? I think I I feel like when I think of networking, it's like meeting meeting someone so they can do something for you or something like that. You know what I mean? That's like what I think of when I hear the word networking. Yeah, where I guess
0: it could be construed as that, but You
1: but. know what I mean? And so like for me, I just I really genuinely like love meeting people and and finding, you know, people that I really connect with and and just having like close connections and friendships. Mm-hmm. So so I mean, I I keep up with with um, you know, my friends that we're on we're all on the same path, you know, hoping to rise together, doing whatever we can to help each other along the way and support each other and stuff. So so I keep up with my friends. You know, I I guess that's the same thing as as networking, but my network just happens to be my friends. <laughs> yeah, you just
0: described networking. <laughs> that's funny. Mm. So is there any collaborations that you've done or will be doing that you'd like to talk about?
1: Um, so I don't, I actually don't have any, um, collaborations planned right now. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much a, a solo <laughs> kind of gal at this point in my life. Uh, I'm re- trying really hard not to, um, get distracted. I started doing mm-hmm. a lot of co-writes last year, um, which are, are super fun. I like to do co-writes, um, but at the same time, I feel like it, distracted me from time that i could have committed to my own like solo career you know so so i try and i try and stay super laser focused at this point until i can afford to do a collaboration
0: that makes sense what about on your videos do you do all your videos yourself
1: so, no, I, I, um, I do have people that I will reach out to to do my music videos and my lyric videos. And as well as, um, you know, in studio, I've got a producer for that, Jason Wyatt. He was just my, pro- uh, my producer. Um, and Elliot Durter did uh, my – he was my engineer and everything. So I have – I do have a team that I, that I work with, um, just not like music collaboration-wise.
0: Mm, okay. The video, um, which video that you've collaborated with, with um, your team is your favorite? Um, You've done quite a few.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that's kind of a hard one. Um, That's
0: why I asked. (laughs) Muddy
1: Boots boots was really fun um, because I got to hang out with a whole group of Jeepers out of Maryville, Tennessee, and uh, we just rode around in deeps all day and hung out. And it was really, really fun. Um, I also really like um, my Worth the Dime music video because the group in that music video, I actually met two of them in an elevator that morning. And uh, the rest of the people are people that just happened to be in their group. I, was, I had some friends that were supposed to be coming t- to shoot the music video. Yeah. And- you know, being musicians, we're all out late or whatever. So the morning of a lot of them, you know, they told me they're like, oh, I can't make it. Sorry about that. So I was basically about to go find people on Broadway to be a part of this music video. And I met this couple in an elevator and I asked them, I said, uh, they're probably, you know, in their 40s. And I said, I said, Do you guys want to be in a music video? And they looked at each other and they looked at me and they said, Do you want us to be in a music video? I said, I said, I don't not want you to be in a music video. And um, they had said, they're like, well, we are we have like a group of, of people with us. And I was like, yeah, how many? They're like 30. I'm like, yes, bring them all up. So just this whole group of 30 strangers came up and was a part of my music video. They came to my show that night from the Grand Old Opry, and they were singing my song at the top of their lungs. And it was just it was an awesome experience.
0: Yeah, that would be. Yeah, it was very it cool. would be, you know, watching that video, you would never know.
1: It was awesome. They were they were just the greatest. They were the greatest group. They just were awesome because, I mean, music videos, you have to, you know, play things eight times in a row and get different shots and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was their trip to Nashville. And they were they were in they were in it. You know, they were they were for it. They were excited about it. And I had such a great time with that group. And they were they were
0: amazing. Yeah, that was an amazing story. And you would never know it. You think that they were professional actors.
1: Yep. Nope. Just yeah. just a bunch of visitors to Nashville having a good old time. Yeah.
0: So where's best to find you? Is Facebook?
1: Um, Facebook is great to find me. And also Instagram. Both are just Sarah Martin Music. Sarah with an H. Martin like the guitar. Music like you'd spell it in any other scenario of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I would have thought Facebook and Instagram. That's good because yeah. uh, those are my two main ones. Yeah,
1: I gave up on Twitter a long time ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I actually like Twitter, um, but most of my posts are done by myself, but through a third party app. So okay. I'm not normally on Twitter, even though I'm on Twitter. Gotcha. Uh, but my favorite, uh, my favorite platform is Instagram
1: yeah I figured I you know there's so many platforms out there, and I figured if I'm gonna do a oh, good yeah. job with them, I need to pick two and just stick with it.
0: yeah, and Facebook and Instagram are integrated, which makes it really cool. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah it's I mean really it's, cool.
0: Yeah. it's
1: impossible as a as a one woman show to be doing six social medias effectively. so oh, I percent.
0: or you't you know, be putting out music, that's for sure. Exactly. So I picked two and when we do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. I really, okay. really love your music. I hope you have a very successful uh, Those Days tour. Thank um, you. I would love to hear about it. Do Are you going to be releasing any more music this year? Um. So
1: there is a possibility I might release a New Year's song Um, But it just kind of depends on my road schedule, because normally for Christmas, New Year's songs, you're supposed to be recording those in July. Um, So so I don't know if we'll if we'll have enough time to release it. We'll have to figure out. But in the new year in 2022, I'll definitely be releasing new music.
0: Okay, great. Great. Well, thank you again for joining the podcast. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing your music on our platform.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, thank you. It's an honor. You're you're going to make a lot of noise in Country Girl.
1: I'm excited about
0: it. You're doing good. You're doing good already. You're a great voice. Thank, thank you. you. Nate. Well, thank you all for tuning in. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please share this episode with others and post about it on social media. To catch all the latest from the Buzzer and upcoming shows, you can follow us on Instagram at TheBuzzRollMedia and on Twitter at TheBuzzerIndie. Catch you at the pod next episode, On Air Indie. From iPad to yours over the airways. Subscribe feeds at the Cheers.